audiobooks, AI narration, and Apple. This is Mac Voices. Today's edition of Mac Voices is supported by Rocket Money. Take full control of your subscriptions with Rocket Money at rocketmoney.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, this Mac Voices Live panel wraps up as we finish off a conversation about Apple using AI to create audiobooks where audiobooks might not exist without using AI. Let's go back and let the panel do the talking. This is exactly why uh, AI uh, audiobooks will not put the quality voice artists out of work because there's there's no way with the technology we have today or for the near foreseeable future where we can have an AI that that can simulate emotion so well that we can't tell that it's fake. And until we can get that, there's just no way that an AI will be able to replace the the voice artists like yeah. like like Stephen Fry. But to be clear, and here's and here's go ahead. I'm sorry. Gigs will be lost. Individual gigs. While mm-hmm. initially publishers are going, ooh, this is so much cheaper and faster, and we don't have to delay the public release for the audio version. Um, and gigs will be lost, and a few versions will be crappy. I hope none of my favorite books are the ones that are those sacrificial, um, uh, uh, uh in the coal mines. Well, um, again, it, it, again, it goes back to you know the, the professionals the out there where it's essential. They're not they're not going to be challenged. They're not going to be replaced. It's going to open up right. you know a humongous opportunity for all sorts of other people to you know uh, publish stuff that may or may not be acceptable. Uh, so, Brittany, going back to you, when you talk about you know the particular app you're using. Um, I'm very sensitive to the quality of narration. You know, that's why you know, there's a lot of a lot of what might be otherwise excellent podcasts. I just won't listen to because you know, yeah, I think the technical term is crap. You know, in terms of the quality of the voice, or you know, sometimes or I don't jive with that editing. host. Like so, so, so. I guess are you? Are I mean, are, are these are these sufficiently close to real that you're doing it? No, mm-hmm. are you forcing yourself because you'd rather listen to it you know, driving a car instead of? you know, sitting in a chair reading the paper. Um, mm, wait, say the last part. Cause I had an answer and then you threw it. Okay. Me. So, so you, you said you use it a lot. So I'm wondering, is it because, you know, it's, uh, it fills time that would otherwise be wasted, like driving a car or something versus, you know, you're doing it because you'd rather listen instead of actually you know, sitting down and reading the paper. Both, not usually a car ride, um, but but for example, I I'm on the board for the ADHD coaches organization and revamping our policies, um, and oh my gosh, I can't tell you how much I don't want to sit down and read <laughs> policies with my eyeballs, and and so I plugged the PDF into Voice Dream Reader and had it go along with me, and I caught a typo that nobody else caught because the you know the it's going to pronounce it correctly, yeah. whether or not it's correctly. There's no human interpretation there. Um, and so it's not for things I would, I would otherwise 
It's for things where I'm like, I can't, I can't. These days, when I had a regular academic schedule, um, I was throwing all kinds of PDFs in, but they're all things that aren't available otherwise or that I needed to get started with. Um, but, you know, like I said, even if the AI could read the statistics well, which it can't, um, that's too complicated. I need to like skim past like, okay, p-value, got it, blah, blah, blah. Um, voice quality. Voice stream reader um, has reasonable voices, but has not updated since this AI explosion that we've had recently. So it's not going, it's going to be the quality that was really, really, really good five years ago. Um, Which is so, still pretty darn good. So this is no Alex, but it, at the same time, it it is much higher than a lot of the other ones. You know, when um, Brian cannot remember his last name on Tech Me and Ribe Home has these ones. These newer AI ones are m- much better simulators. Even the newest Siri voices, the two, three, and five, I think, um, that are a lot newer. Those are those are better readers than these ones, but um, but it's in here and you can follow it along and and do lots of other adaptations to it. So, yeah. I, I think an interesting thing is. Um, look at, uh, visual animation. I mean, that's a thing, you know, whole movies are done with animation. That's all, you know, computer generated and that's fine, but they, they don't use AI, you know, they don't computer generate the voices, you know? So even, even media that's, you know, fully even a cartoon or full on animation, whatever, but they can't do that with the voices. So the technology it's just not there, or maybe it's just the way that you know the human brain and ear work that we're we're more sensitive uh, to that uncanny valley um, thing. So that you know maybe that's just more it's more difficult. But somehow, you know, I mean that's not to say you know who knows. Maybe at some point that it will be figured out, and we will have have voices that or just, you know, get past, you know, but I think that's the thing now we're in the uncanny Valley where it just doesn't sound right. And, and, um, guy was talking about YouTube videos. I mean, those are a total non-standard starter for me. My wife apparently can tolerate that because she'll send me recommendations. Oh, check this video out. And the minute I see it's a robot voice, I'm like, you know what? They couldn't pay a human to narrate it. I'm, you know, I absolutely, I I don't have time to watch this for one second. Uh, and and I don't believe that you know any of the content either, um, but you know I think you know the the, the market is going to sort this out. Um, if it's not good, if it's in the uncanny valley, then you know nobody's going to listen to this unless they have to. I, I I'm amazed by what you're saying, Brittany. I I could not listen to any of that stuff that you're saying that you you listen to, uh, and I just want to read that material. Um, and I, I'm mostly very prefer- little of it is recreational. I, all the more so that I put in there. I, I all the more so though. I would say, I, I I have a hard time concentrating on on listening to material like that, and even you know listening to podcasts, and I'll be suddenly like, oh shoot, you know, I missed the last five minutes of that podcast. What are they saying? You know, and maybe maybe I'll back up, or maybe I'll just say I don't care. But if it was something where I had to digest the material, forget it. I just couldn't. In, 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 you know, my brain just doesn't think that way, but I, I read, you know, 
really fast visually. And I also, I want to say, Chuck, I don't know about you, but um, the voice in my head is not dull and lifeless. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have the George Costanza problem. Uh. <laughs> So I want to get the chat room in here because a couple of our panel members couldn't be here tonight, but they're they're in the chat room commenting. Um, Eric says, nothing can replace a good narrator. If audio content is, isn't available, almost anything is better uh, than not having the content available. I regret the, ca- regret the cases where a narrator could be used but isn't. How about um, if I elaborate on that for Eric? Because that is a marketing opportunity. Um, release the audiobook with the AI voice so it's out right away. And then you have your professional voice artist do their reading, and now you have the higher-priced version with uh, with the professional voice. People that that want that uh, that better better experience of having the human reader. They wait a few more weeks and then they pay a few more dollars and they get the better uh, or they get the human version versus the AI version. I doubt that publishers would do that. I'd be surprised if they didn't. I I I think it's because you'll sell you'll sell the book more than once. Isn't it similar to having the hardcover come out first than the paperback, a cheaper paperback a few weeks later? Yeah, it's it's the same sort of versions of the same book. And uh, and as and and if you're doing this correctly, as the book manufacturer, you have you have the release dates announced already, so people know on day of the physical book launch the AI audiobook is available. Next month, the special version with Will Wheaton as the narrator will be released, so people know and they can pre-order whatever they want. Um, I and that fall apart when book. Or- Publishers start canceling and saying, oh, we didn't sell enough of the book, so we're not coming out with that other one, and people won't trust it. If, if that was going about to be a problem. Paperbacks are nominally worse than... I don't know. I, 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 th- I, think, I think people who listen to audiobooks versus who read paper versions are, are different. You know, there might be a little bit of transition between them, but I think by and whole, they're different, uh, different, u- different users, different market segments. Yeah, and and if, if the, Audible, oh, we didn't sell enough was uh, was a big enough problem, um, the the published book market would have fallen apart long ago. So, I, I, Jeff, I think it's an interesting point. Um, I mean, I, I'm I'm sort of questioning the the economics of it, um, but on the other hand, I mean, I think certain certain books are going to almost demand it. Like, well, it's like um, Criterion we, Collection. You already yeah. own the movie. Why are you buying the Criterion Collection? Because now it's the better version. Oh, right. It comes well, with the extra oh, and stuff. I, I have, and I have the BTS uh, the content. And, you know, I have I have the cut scenes that were cut, you know, that didn't get into, uh, you know, into, uh, you know, cinematic release. And, you know. Blah, right. Blah, you blah, get blah, all blah. that extra stuff. And uh, and when you get the, the, the human pro uh, artist doing the book. Th- there will be extra content with it as well. Now it's the really special one. And you're not we'll going to listen right. to a book twice. I'm well, not. You, well, you actually, I don't listen to books. I, I just, yeah, I, I, I can't generally, do it. I don't, unless, unless I'm going on a really long drive or something like that. Uh, but I want to point out that in contrast to what you just said, uh, Guy 
and Brittany have listened to Harry Potter books more than once, and they've listened to them with different artists. Yeah. So, so a couple things here. First of but, all, but but there's a difference there. The English versions of the books were not the ones that were re- <clears throat> that were released in the U.S. Oh yeah, the scholastic so, ones are in the U.S. Well, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the deal is, but the ones that they recorded for the U.K. and whatever other markets that they serve were not the same ones that that were released here. So. You originally, I don't know if you can now, but originally you couldn't get the ones with Jim Fry legally. Mm -hmm. Hey, guy, I know you need to go. Um, I'm not throwing you out. You stay stay, stay as long as you want, but I want to make sure uh, where folks, folks know where they can find you. Oh, well, you can find me on the MyMac.com podcast as well as uh, occasionally on Guy's Daily Drive and, and all kinds of other crazy stuff like that. You find that all over there on the uh, the Tubes of You. And uh, I am Mac Parrot just about everywhere, Twitter, Counter Social, and Mastodon. And uh, some places I'm also Vert Shark. So, you know, look for me under, under those two ways. Great. Thanks so much for being here, Guy. I appreciate yep. it. Not a problem. And I do got to go. So happy new year. Okay. Happy new year, everybody. Yeah. Bye. Happy new year. Um, t- I want to make sure we get two other points from the chat room and then we'll get out of here ourselves. But um, Webb asks, does fiction benefit more from voice inflection than nonfiction? Does it make a difference? And I think that, that to me is a, a really good, a, a really great example because I prefer a, 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 a fiction book that is performed, but a nonfiction book I mean, I can I can go either way, but my preference would be to have a non uh, a fiction book performed and, and a nonfiction book if I can get it performed, great. But it doesn't really have the same benefit. Well, I don't me. know. I mean, I, I I'm not sure about that. What about biographies? Which you know, and that's one of the things yeah, that um, I listen. I I do sometimes listen to biographies, um, and um, you know, I think sometimes those are. You know, I, I sometimes prefer listening to a biography rather than reading it. Um, but that is, you know, it's sort of like not intense uh, content. It's kind of like a pot, you know, long podcast. Um, and but it's still, I, you know, I think it really depends on the narrator. I, I often feel like I would like to have the the person if it's an autobiography, although not always. For example, uh, Debbie Harry did an autobiography. And. And she read it, and it was terrible. Um, I mean, it, it was it was a good book. It was a very interesting book, but her reading of it, it was really weird. It was like I kept saying, like, "This is your life, you know. You, you lived it." And and she read it like as if you know, just stiff. And there were these little some little parts where were, like she had these little segues where she interviewed people, and I'm like, "That was great," but the most of it, it's like. She just read it off the page as if, you know, it could have been, they probably could have gotten a narrator to do it better than she did. On the other hand, Peter Frampton, his was great. And he read it himself and he was very natural. And, um, you know, it was awesome. And, you know, I'd recommend both of them. The The stories were, were really interesting, but the narration made a lot of difference. And if you look on Audible, they they have reviews separate for narration versus the content. and. And, you know, people have a lot to say about the narration. 
And, you know, I, I got to think that most people that buy it, or a large percentage of people that listen to Audible stuff now would not listen to anything that was AI unless it was just something they desperately wanted to listen to, in which case it probably would get the human narration. Today's Mac Voices is supported by Rocket Money. Try it free for 30 days is enough time to try and completely forget about a subscription or service. Before you know it, you're paying for a subscription you don't use every single month. With Rocket Money, you can change that in just a few quick taps. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like that streaming service you bought to just watch one show or that free trial that you never even used. Rocket Money will quickly and easily identify those subscriptions for you so you can stop paying for the ones you don't want. That's found money, money back in your pocket, or bills off your credit card. No matter what you call it, it's a good thing. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash macvoices. That's rocketmoney.com slash macvoices. Rocketmoney.com slash macvoices. Thanks to Rocket Money for supporting this edition of Mac Voices. Barry brings up, um, isn't Apple's AI audiobook offering for independent authors and small publishers, content creators that can't afford to pay for conventional audiobook production? He also says, my mom listens to the audiobook while reading the ebook when both are available. So there you go. Interesting. Yeah, it really is. Like she goes back and forth, I wonder, or or in tandem? I I would assume it's she's reading while the narrator is reading as well. Well, that or Jeff, I think Kindle has. um, Yeah, you can go back, you can. Read yeah, part in the Kindle, and, and then you can go to the uh, Audible and you know listen to a chapter. And oh, then no you, kidding! And yeah, that shows you how much uh, I'm. I've never done it, but books. you know they're always sending me promotions that you could do it. The last time I yeah. tried it, which was ten years ago or something like that, it sucked. But it might be fine now. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Web followed up to his comment and said, uh, "Try something more technical versus biography." I think that was directed at your comments, Jim. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I can think of some business books I've listened to with a narrator, and the narrator was fine, but he, they, he, she, they didn't really add that much. I felt like to the content. Then there are other narrators that definitely do. So you know, but I've also listened to business books using Voice Dream Reader, and they're fine. I mean, yeah, you have to get used to um, what's. It's a little bit like Siri. You know, I'll get I'll get a reminder from Siri that says Mac Voices uh, live in ten minutes, as opposed to Mac Voices live in ten minutes. And you have those kind of mistakes uh, even in Voice Dream Reader. So you know, but but once you, I, I don't know. For me, once I I listen to about ten minutes, I'm locked in, and I can do that translation in my head real quick. And it doesn't detract from the experience. And there are pronunciation changes. There's actually even ones for the Siri reading voice now where you can say, because for me, um, working memory comes up a lot and people just put WM and the uh, voices want to read it as William. And it's not William, it's working memory. So you can 
put in pronunciation corrections into both voice dream reader and into your um i mean i assume they would make those corrections if they're publishing the book um but you, you can put hope. it into siri and you can put it into voice dream reader voice dream reader had it way before siri obviously but yeah yeah It'd be interesting to see where it all goes no question about it but i i, I mean i think I, i'm whoever said it i forgive me i think it was eric um you know having this is better than nothing at all why not and, you know yeah so um but I, but i think the uh paul conway paul conway it's voice dream reader unless you, unless you there's another app called Vo- is there an app called voice dream reader is that what you're saying in the chat room i'm not sure but Brittany and i are talking about voice dream reader um, and for those who are keeping score at home, oh, I thought you were um, saying stream all along. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. No, I dream. <laughs> sorry. No, dream voice like voice. it's dream. a dream that I can listen to a voice for a day. I saw that. I saw well, that. And now, and now you see why Chuck isn't doing uh, audiobook narration. Yeah. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, um, Chuck. Those, that was mean. I'm sorry. That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. Um, let's see. Where's the camera to mute to turn Jeff off? Um, yeah, I deserve that. <laughs> um, for those, and I'll have links in the show notes, but my interview with Winston Chen, um, who is the author of Voice Dream Reader, are Mac Voices 2139 and 2140. And I'll have links in the show notes if you want to go back. It, they are very interesting about how he came about, uh, came into doing this and all, and really great guys. So, um, but check it out. Voice Dream, D-R-E-A-M, Reader. Um, so we're a little over time, but we also started a little late, so it all balances out. So let's go around the room, see who's uh, who you've been listening to, and then we'll get out of here. Um, and I'm going to flip it around because cameras have been going on, on and off and things are rearranged. So, Brittany, thank you so much for being here. Um, where can folks find you? Thanks for having me, Chuck, um, because Twitter is choking and dying. Um, I mean, you can find me there. Technically, I post as much as ever, um, which is almost none. Uh, but find me on YouTube, ADD Liberator, or if you're interested in the other more brain productivity stuff that I do, it's Conquer.Consulting. Great. Thank you so much for being here. I missed, I've, I missed this. I missed. It was only one week, but I really did miss it. Mr. Fuchio, I'm glad you were able to join us uh, and you haven't cut out. Um, where can folks find you before you get washed away? Oh, probably holding on for dear life under the bridge <laughs> as the water floods by. Um, at, at Twitter, you know, that uh, thing that's still out there, at M-A-R-K-F-U-C-C-I-O, all lowercase, one word, all put together. Thank you, sir. Good to see you. Jeff Gamut. It's always a pleasure. We missed you in Vegas and happy birthday, happy late birthday again. Thank you. And I missed hanging out with all of you in Vegas. Dave, thanks for sending me some photos so I could live vicariously through you. Um, Yeah. Okay. So you can find me on uh, the various social platforms, Jay Gamut, um, basically everywhere. So Mastodon, Instagram, Twitter still seems to be hanging on so i'm i'm there um youtube uh and then for podcasts um well here on tuesdays and it feels like it's been a lot more than a week (laughs) it it feels like it's been a long time 
um, then on Thursdays on the big show, and then most Thursday evenings with, with Dave on In Touch with iOS, and then Fridays on the Mac show, and then also on the Context Machine, because Brian Chaffin and I team back up again. Thank you, Jeff. Good to see you. It's great and to see that's you. where the, the question I have for you, though, is which pictures did Dave send you, of CES or of the other conference? <laughs> well, all, all I have to say, it is Jeff. Chuck is uh nice underwear <laughs> thank you jeff <laughs> well that picture that oh, picture Dang. now now Jim we Ryan. know what chuck keeps in in his cube uh, <laughs> no i'm not gonna say it i'll save it for after, dark. after Wait, we're not on after dark sorry my not bad. yet no no jim ray oh, thank crap. you so much we're not being... no we're not um Thank you so much for wiring up and being with us. Um, where, where can folks find you? Glad this thing still works. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I can't move around. Uh, so you can find me right here, attached to this desk. Um, or if you're on the virtual world, uh, go to proview.com, P-R-O-V-U-E. Weird spelling. Long story. And, uh, yeah, I'm still on that Twitter thing, ProView Jim. Glad, you, glad you're still hanging in there. Thanks so much, Jim. Norbert Frossa, my, my camera person, my Sherpa, and um, my friend, good to see you. Thanks so much for being here and contributing here to the CES part. Um, what's the best way folks can connect with you if they want to hear all the backstories of our adventures in Vegas? It was uh, a pleasure uh, being here and spending some time with you guys. Uh, you can find me on the other side of the camera that will be uh, shortly filling up your feed with lots of good Mac Voices videos and interviews. And uh, in addition to that, I'm also selling some of Chuck's underwear that I got from his cube on eBay. Uh, so please hit me up there. <laughs> oh. Boy, oh. I like you already, Norbert. Priceless. <laughs> <laughs> Norbert, where are what? you in California? Uh, Southern California in the Inland Empire. Oh, I'm in Glendale. Wonderful. Where, what part of the Inland Empire are you in? Uh, near Ontario. It's a small town called Upland. Oh, sure. I know Upland. And that, is that your house behind you? That's a very cool looking room. No, it's just a Zoom background. I wish it oh. was my house, but it's not. I'm <laughs> it not looks, that tidy. It looks very real. I thought, <laughs> I thought, wow. Zoom's getting better. Last but absolutely not least, he won't share his pictures with me, Mr. <laughs> David Ginsburg. David, good to have you. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Chuck. Uh, I'm glad to be here. Uh, you can find me at InTouchWithIOS at InTouchWithIOS.com. We are back for the first show of 2023 this week. Um, on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash in touch with iOS. I'm on uh, Twitter at DaveG65 and at in touch with iOS, as well as on Mastodon at DaveG65. Thanks so much. Thank you, Dave. I also want to especially thank the chat room. They've been throwing comments and questions in all night. Um, sorry, Webb and Eric couldn't be here, but they got their their uh, comments in. And I want to thank everybody else who was commenting, questioning, and participating in the conversation. You should be in the chat room. On Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific at youtube.com slash TV. We do this every Tuesday. 
And I really did miss it last week. It seemed like a long time since. So we're not going to miss too many more if we can avoid it. I'm Chuck Joyner. This is Mac Voices. We will see you soon. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.